Welcome to Satsang, everybody. <clears throat> Thank you, Debbie, for a beautiful intro for changing the energy of the room beautifully in three minutes flat. <laughs> Thank you. like to borrow a few pairs of glasses, as in spectacles. <clears throat> I've got two, which are my own reading glasses. <clears throat> Can I borrow two pairs of glasses? Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm good, I'm good. All right, so. <clears throat> Life begins. And you are what you always are, you always have been, and you always will be. Life happens, and it's not really a problem. Because there isn't so much a sense of the world being unsafe, or there isn't so much of a sense of having to protect yourself, define yourself. There isn't so much of a sense of having to work hard for everything. All of those ideas haven't cranked up. And at the start of life, there's just pure perception. It's there all the time. <coughs> hasn't left, hasn't gone anywhere. Pure perception coming from pure awareness, pure consciousness, the absolute, whatever term you, you want to put on it, God, Brahman, that which is beyond all of it. And looking at the world happens from there. And there's no problem with what's seen, no problem at all. But we have a bit of a tricky childhood, and the world isn't safe. And now the world really isn't safe, because I know the world isn't safe, because I've been, it's been proven to me that the world isn't safe. So this protects me, actually, because I have to mind myself, because I can get hurt, I can get abandoned, I can be a victim of abuse. So I've got to mind myself. So I need these glasses, actually, to protect me, to survive in the world. <clears throat> really. And so along come the next few years, and you discover, whoa, oh my goodness, you know, things are changing slightly. And I want certain things, and I want a relationship, and I want to be recognized, and I want, and desires kick in, and I don't want that, and I do want that. And then, you know what? I could be successful if I had this. <laughs> and so now how the world looks is... You know, it can be safe and it can be unsafe, but I err on the side of caution and I protect myself. Okay, so separation is getting rooted in. And then, you know, there's a lot of things I want in the world and there's things I don't want in the world. And really, I know what's best. 
because I know what I want and I know what would give me what I want. Ooh, everything is swimming in here. And that's how it is. Your perception starts to swim. It's like, woo, because your view is completely distorted by the experience of life. Completely distorted. And so along comes the idea, which has been growing all the time, everything is separate. There's me, there's you. There's me, the things I want, me, the things I don't want. Me protecting me, me rebuilding me the whole time. So there is separation everywhere. And when separation is really solid, everything gets dark. (laughs) Really, it does. It's like this. This work is like this. For some people, they get a whoops, and ah, a glimpse, a clear glimpse of outside of all of it. And then, oh my God, where was that? Did I imagine that? No, this is real. Life is real. This couldn't be real. That was just when I took LSD or I had a really good meditation or... No, this is, this is real. How could they be saying that this is not real? I mean, really? Because we want to believe that we worked so hard for these lenses. The price was so high to learn from life. So high. And if you let go of these memories, you're not safe anymore. So what you're going to do? You know, I have to justify all the pain I've had, actually. And all the things I've learned, and all the degrees I've done, and all the, you know, success that I've built. And I have to protect the whole thing, actually, because I've worked too darn hard to drop it. Surrender? Forget it. I worked too hard to get here. So we're very happy to leave all this started. But at the same time, we want to see like this. So as long as you entertain these lenses, they'll stay there. They'll stay there. If you're interested in seeing the world as it really is, or if you're interested in seeing the world through hard-earned, phenomenal experience, which is built on separation and basically trauma, really, experiences that have left a traumatic impact to distort your pure perception. If you want to continue and let life be viewed through this and you think it's worth it, you'll find that it'll just bring suffering. That's all it's going to bring. Suffering. Something is not at ease, and that turns into suffering. Something is just not at ease. So, it's up to you. If you're interested (laughs) in seeing the world through this, it will continue for as long as you're interested in doing so. The only reason that life hasn't shown itself to be this is you're actually more interested in looking through this. Even if you say, I'm really done with who I thought I was, or reinforcing my personality, reinforcing the character. I'm so done with that. I just want to go home to where I never left. Go home to the truth. It's like, really? It's there all the time. It's up to you, but somehow, something will keep you running this. That's your choice. Feels like it's your choice, but it's not really your choice. You know? <clears throat> What you can do is you can unplug from these. You can recognize what it is that's distorting your vision. You can take the high jump. Whether or not this will stabilize, that's the lottery. That's a bit of grace, whether this will stabilize. But there's no reason why it shouldn't. There's no reason. Because this is there all the time. This is what arises from what you are. Pure perception arises from what you are, but you're so used to looking through these distorted lenses that you end up believing what these things are telling you. 
not what's arising naturally. So to be what you are, you're it all the time. To know it, are you believing pure perception or are you believing the story, the distorted vision that's coming through these? That's the bottom line. So to be what you are, and sure you are what you always were, you can't, you can't be more of what you are. You, you, you are that which is outside of space and time. That's what you are. But your mind will tell you, I worked hard for these lenses, actually. They're prescription, you know. They're just mine. <laughs> they're special because they're mine and I'm unique. And my lenses make me unique and special. Whatever the hook is to these, it's my prayer, if I have one, that you see that it's not worth it. That it's just not worth it. So to know what you really are, you've got to know that you're viewing through a series of experiences, through whatever trauma you think was well worth it. And some of them are going to come off easily and some of them are going to be tricky. Some things you can drop immediately and some you can't. You've got to work at it and work at it and it's a loop, it's a loop, it's a loop. But you know, these glasses, if there's a loop, as long as I know that there's glasses there. You know there's some people, they're looking for their glasses and their glasses are here? <laughs> if my glasses are up here, I look for them, right? But I've never looked for my glasses if they're here. But some people do. And it's like that. Somehow I always know that I have my glasses on. That's the difference. It's just, that's the personality. That's, that's the personality doing her thing. Sure, that's fine. I'm not that. I'm behind the lens of the Jack character. And what I am flows through the Jack character, and that's how it performs in the world, and that's fine. I'm not the Jack character. That's just the, the form and a manifestation of what I am. But, I mean, no. It's just an outpost of what I am. It's an outpost of what I am. But, but I know what I am. And, and you know what you are. But your mind is probably telling you that you're something else, all layered up on top. So it's not that I can give you, or anybody can give you, or God can give you, or any other spiritual speaker can give you a better view of yourself. You are all of it. It's not something new you're going to get. It's not. There's nothing new for you to get. But the removal of what you're not brings freedom. <coughs> the lenses that are distorting your vision. Stories that you're believing. That's all it is. And you know, we can't really get away from stories. Now I don't remember who's, which is which. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, guys. We're story-making machines. That, that's, that's what human beings are. Everything is story, no? I mean, it's, it's all story. Consciousness itself is a story-making machine, or awareness itself, whatever you want to call the rollout from the beginning of time, in time and space. That's a story-making machine. That's what it does. It gives rise to concepts, concepts of space, time, and existence, and form, and formless, and 
movement and truth and non-truth and real and illusion and imaginary. Blah, 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 blah. Out we go to bus drivers and coffee shops. It all rolls out. These are all concepts coming into manifestation. And that's how we operate. And some species don't. Like, I'm sure there's loads of insects. Like, is, uh, There's some kind of a bee. I don't know if it's the same bee. Anyway, it's a, it's a honeybee in Ireland. I don't know if honeybees are kind of all over the place. There are still honeybees all over the place. I'm not sure. So the honeybees communicate to each other when, they, when there's a location of honey, you know? And they draw this map of where, where the honey is, where you'll find it, and that's it. And they just kind of indicate to each other where it is, and off they go. And that's kind of their story of the day. I can tell you where there's honey is, and the rest of it, they just go about their business and do their thing. They're not story-making machines like we are. They're just autopilot doing their gig. And we're an autopilot doing our gig, but there's a story-making machine on top constantly making a story. So the thoughts probably won't stop. And that's all right, because we're story-making machines. That's the race. That's our race. We can't do anything about it. For, for this Jack character, thoughts completely stopped for about three years. Completely stopped. Like, there was just nothing, 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 nothing going on. And, and then they started up again. And it started, it started coming back with nighttime dreams. Dreams were just colours. It was like, oh my God, there was a dream last night. It was just colours. And lo and behold, soon there was form and soon there was dialogue. And hey presto, regular nighttime dreams started. And at the same time, thoughts started again. But they're just thoughts. They're just thoughts. The believable ones are the ones that are going to give you the lenses that you're looking through. Because you have to believe a thought in order for it to distort pure perception. And it will distort pure perception because that's when you think I'm separate to everything else. There's me and there's you. It's like, that's a lens. That's a lens. Or we can call it the ego, the sense of the separate self. It's just a lens. That's all it is. <laughs> so the thoughts can be there. They're all right, you know. They just swim about and come and go. The sticky ones, hmm, I bet they're a lens that's soldered, welded onto your face. <laughs> you know? So your job is to recognize when you know that it's this pair of glasses, when you know you've got your glasses on, and it's not a problem. It's like, yeah, yeah, this is just a character story. You know what? I could just follow it through or drop it. I really don't care. Let's see what's going to happen. It's that loose. But the ones that are soldered on, cemented, you don't even know you're in the story. You don't even know that you're acting out. You don't even know until afterwards. It's like, oh my God, I'm being a right jerk. Jeepers, how did I get caught in that? Once the space comes again, it's like, oh my God, I got caught in that? I believe that? <laughs> that loop about greed or loss or how it should have been or how so-and-so is treating me. Any old story will do because that's, that's all we can do. We have to create stories. It's how we operate, it's how we function. But we believe them. We believe them. So how it works then when truth is seen is that it's here, it feels like the lens kind of, they slide in, you know. There's a dualistic perception, there's a non-dual perception. It's like, oh yeah, there's all the layers that come in with offering functionality in the world. So that there can be, you know, 
problem solving and, and living and functioning and learning new things. And so the lenses kind of pop in, do their gig and they're dropped. And that's what the mind was designed to do. Pick it up, use it, drop it. Pick it up, use it, drop it. But believing it, we went a little bit awry in our development as a species. It got a bit sticky. And that's all right. So it's unsticking time. So this weekend is about recognizing the glasses you're wearing, recognizing the lenses. And if a glimpse comes to see that, oh my God, I don't even have to see the lenses. The lenses are just a waste of time. That's nothing at all. It's like, yes, happy days. So we spend our time kind of dissolving the lenses only to see that, you know what? It's behind all of it. It's behind all of it. That's the most organic, natural thing in the world. And so it is. And so it is. That which arises from your natural state. Make a bit of sense? Mm. Yeah, just distorting your vision, that's all. Yeah, and while we're saying it's like, it's like vision, it's like perception of any sense, you know, but, but vision is the, it's the only place we have a nerve that's open to the world, so it seems to be one that catches on a lot. <laughs> An exposed nerve. It's kind of got something else going on. It gives more information. Your eyesight gives more information to your brain than any other sense. You know? But it's all of the senses. It's believing. It's believing what your mind is saying. And it's only a tool to help you navigate. So the story-making mechanism, it's fine. <laughs> It's just to help you navigate. But we take it that it's real. We really take it that it's real and that's how the world is. We just, we just went in too deep. Just too deep into that functionality. So see if you can let your gaze soften. See if you can withdraw some energy. Let's see if you can pull back a little bit. So that the, the information that's coming from every sense is, is not right, right up there. I've got a pain, I've got a pain and it's been here for a few weeks on my shoulder. And, like, okay, fine. Soften, soften, soften your perception. Pull back from whatever messages <laughs> you're getting from your body, from your mind. Pull back. Pull back. Pull in. Yeah. Pull in. Pull, like, pull back or pull in and down. Find a direction that kind of makes sense to you. 
So let there be a softness. Let there be a softness. It will naturally arise, kind of a soft, an ease. <laughs> wow. Serenade. Yeah. <laughs> Being chucked out the window. <laughs> Soften the hearing. <laughs> Soften the hearing, yes. Good pointer. Even with my words, don't don't go out to catch them. Let them come to you. Let them come to you. There's no need to grasp at life. It's totally embraced you. Has totally embraced you. You know, it's... Trying to separate you from life is trying to take movement out of the wind, you know? It's like... Doesn't make sense. It won't be there. What is within, what is naturally there, is exquisitely perfect. But the story-making machine will just try to improve it. But it's fighting a losing battle, of course. That's why you're at satsang. You know that the mind isn't actually making a better job of it. It's making a dog's dinner of it, you know? You don't say that? Dog's dinner? You do? Oh, good. <laughs> In that place to rest, whatever arises, it's like it's an energy passing through. If there's an emotion, it's just a piece of energy that's moving through. Sensation. It's a piece of energy moving through. Otherwise, you're in the story of it. I'm feeling this, then it's like, drop it, drop it, drop it. Let your attention be soft and inside. And if you need to be a high performance at work, you'll put on the professional glasses and you'll do the gig. But you've got the glasses on, you're playing a role. And you can come out and use all your faculties to perform at work. But you don't have to be completely identified with that professional. Just playing a role. Let it be played. You leave work and off it goes again. Then you don't bring your work home with you. Or your identity home with you. Or stress home with you. Things kind of slow down and calm down a bit, you know. What's naturally there. You're already at home. It's already all over. So many people talk about surrender and the death of the eye. And it's like, yeah, the eye 
is traumatized by the idea of its own death. It's like, when it's just not active, where's the trauma of surrendering and the show being over? Where's the trauma? We have to pull back the ego to talk about surrender. It's dead simple. It's dead simple, thankfully. And you might have an idea that, oh, you know, it's going to take me another 20 lifetimes. And, oh, it's going to, you know, it's going to take grace. I mean, it just has to be grace and nothing else. <laughs> okay, these might be fulfilling prophecies, but they might not be. They're still just ideas. They're still a product of the story-making machine. No matter what you say to me, it's going to be a product of the story-making machine. And what I say to you, this is all story too. It's all story too. Pure perception has nothing to say. Nothing to say. And living in the world happens naturally from that natural base of what you are. Sure, there'll be, you know, miss a train, whatever, you lose your job, you... Of course, but, but something rolls with it. Because it's not threatening what you are. What you are is involved in this drama of your life. So you do your best to manage in life. Of course, that's common sense. But it's not who you really are. And having your attention in what you really are which is like not in the game. It's like, well, where is my attention? It's like, you know what? It's like there's less of it. It's like it's gone back home. It's just inside, at rest, at peace. There might be bliss, there might be joy, there might be, it doesn't matter. These are experiences that come through. I'm not interested in them. They come and go. They're just other pieces of energies passing by. Hmm. Wherever there's juice, a charge in a view of the world, You're going to have to see that that charge is just super glue, crazy glue, whatever you call it. Mm. That stuff. That's all that is. A, a charge, a buzz in something. It's just a concept <coughs> that gives you a, a, a chemical release. Makes your adrenals pump or something pumps. A good feeling, huh? Gives you a bit of endorphin release. And so that's all that is. It's like, really? You want to wear these just for an, endorf an endorphin release? Just for a buzz? It's worth it? Hmm. Really? 
There isn't the absence of joy at home in what you are. There isn't the absence of excitement for life. There's nothing absent at all. The whole idea that something is lacking there is only a viewpoint of this guy. Because this is about have and have not, good, bad. That's where that perception comes in. Take off that, and there is no good, bad. There's a phenomenon, good, bad, like fresh air is good and stale air is bad. Like, but there's nothing more potent than that, you know? There is no ultimate good, bad. There is no God and the devil in opposition. There is no creator of evil and creator of good. That's just the dualistic, dualistic perception taking itself to extreme limits. That's all that is. So if it's a case of, gosh, I love playing with my grandchildren, or I love playing poker, or I mean, whatever is your buzz, alcohol, anything. It's like, okay, can it be done without, mm, can it be done when you observe the feeling that it gives? So if you think about doing something that you're, you're attached to, if you think about doing something that you're attached to right now, it's like, woof, give that up. Nah, nah. Not ready to give that one up. So if you think of something like that, <laughs> and imagine yourself doing it right now, can you tune into that chemical feeling that you get from it? <clears throat> That's what you're trading. That's what you're trading? Really? For the truth? That's what you're trading. Sex is a good example. It's that feeling of an orgasm or after an orgasm or whatever, just no mind. No mind, uh, uh, pure perception does no mind all the time. But we go for we go for something phenomenal, you know. We have to get it through that. Is that really? Well, you know, you can still have it, but pure perception doesn't do the highs and lows. It's just at peace all the time. Not boring at peace, but fulfilled. Just fulfilled, complete which is what the feeling of sex gives, you know? Just that completion, just that total satisfaction. It's there all the time. And we work so hard to give ourselves a little glimpse of, of what's there all the time behind the glasses. Hmm. The invitation is to take off your glasses, huh? To remove those lenses.
even if they're in there and they like contacts. <laughs> Just to be prepared to see that, you know what? There's loops running that are being believed, that are telling a story. And that's what's real. It's like, okay, all right, that's the loop. It's just a loop. <clears throat> so if you can begin to see that it's just a loop, okay, at least you've recognized their spectacles. They've gone from being contacts to being spectacles. Good move. So the work isn't being what you are, the work is knowing what you are. So we could spend this, the whole weekend just pulling back, softening your vision, softening it all, going within and letting the words come to you. It's another way to do it. And there'd be a lot of silence. Because you'd see that every word she speaks is more story. Jack, shut up. <coughs> and there'll be, yes, happy days. Even satsang is too much. Yes. But the story-making machine wants more material, huh? Until it doesn't. Until it's okay not to have your story. Until it's okay not to be creating more stories. Just to have nothing happening. Is it all right if there's nothing happening? Really nothing happening? Because there is nothing happening unless you make a story. Right. There actually is nothing happening. You need a story. To have anything happening, it's got to be a story. That's how we do it. <clears throat> anyway, I suppose we'll tell stories for the weekend, will we? <laughs> <laughs> kind of feeds into itself again, doesn't it? It's like, oh, God, you know. <laughs> Tell a story about dropping a story. Oh. This is the limitation of our species, huh? But we're so much more than being human. So much more. Would you like to come up? Is it a good time? It's a perfect that? time. <laughs> Yes. Hi. Hi, I'm Vin. Um, it's my first satsang, and uh, just thank you for your opening message. Um, it really feels like close to home. What you said about stories and uh, close to home. Close to home. Mm. Um, I can a little bit about myself. Um, I guess I can start with something, what you might call like an existence, existential crisis, right? Yeah. So it begins with 
my feeling like uh, I'm a failure and uh, I have achieved nothing and uh, I'm going in no directions and I don't know what to do, you know, like all of a sudden wake up in the morning and then feel like, oh my God, what am I doing? You know, what have I done? Nothing, you know, mm -hmm. this is not good, this is bad, right? Mm -hmm. So I started to get into reading about um, mindfulness, awareness and uh, seeing clearly and mm -hmm. what you just said you know the mind is programmed to believe that <clears throat> if it happens one way it's good and if it happens the other way it's bad right so I learned all this but still okay mm, I acknowledge that <coughs> yeah it makes sense but I still couldn't get out of that loop you know like, how does that help me you know I still you know woke up in the morning and I feel bad and, and <coughs> like, you know there's no enjoyment whatsoever right so, and then it went on like this for a while. And then two years ago, I became a mother. And then I thought, wow, well, this is life changing for sure. And I thought that, oh, maybe this is what's going to make my life or make me feel fulfilled or satisfied, right? Uh -huh. So having a baby, right? So yeah, initially it's all joys and everything. But then, <laughs> and then I realized that it really brought out something like my behavior and some feelings that's really troubling you know so so for example i started to really plan things because so i like to plan things i wanted things to you know kind of be under control and uh say i like to say at this time the baby is supposed to be you know have dinner finish and then go to sleep at that time mm -hmm. and oh no if we have a visitor next week that means the baby cannot go to bed at nine o'clock i know this is no good you know? and then it continues like this, like everything stresses me out and uh, say for example the baby didn't eat and then I would say, oh, I got so upset and so mad and uh, now I want him to sleep, no, but he's not sleeping, you know, I got upset and annoyed and well, that's not the worst part, the worst part is that I feel like, you know, I'm failing as a mother, you know, I wasn't able to give the unconditional love and no matter what happened, no, I, I told myself, I'm not supposed to be feeling annoyed. I'm not supposed to be feeling all stressed out and irritated. You know, I'm supposed supposed to be able to give you know, unconditional love to this person, right? So I started to you know, hate myself. You know, I'm such a terrible mother. I'm not do. I'm not the, the the kind of mother of parents that I want myself to be, right? But then again, mindful parenting. You know, it's just all a trap. You know, the inadequacy that you're feeling. It's a trap, and who said that? You know, it has to be this way to be a good mother. Okay. Right? But still, like you said, the story, <laughs> yes. making machine, she yes. is working and is telling me that no, it's not good, it's not bad. So I'm here, and I just wanted to get some insight and maybe some tips that something you might say that will help. So if you didn't have this manual, this. if yeah. you didn't have this manual for living, which is like how to do it right. And if you don't do it right, you're a failure. So this, this manual that you have, um, it's not working, is it? It's not, but you may tell me that it's not true. It's all not true. It's just a thought and blah, blah, blah. It's not true. It's real. You know? Yeah, it's real for it's you because, because you're hanging on to the manual and it's your code for surviving in the world. You just have a set of rules of how to do it. And if you don't do it that way, you're a failure. Throw out the book. Throw out that book. It's easier said than done. There's no right and wrong. 
There is no right, there really is no right and wrong. The right way to rear your child is by listening to your belly. And seeing what you feel. But you're listening to your head about life, which is an organic movement. So the controller, you're right, the controller is engaged. Because up here, you have ideas of how it should be. And of course, life is going to turn it upside down. Of course, it's not going to work. Because you've got to see that the rules, that the manual that you have up here, that you're following, your guidebook on how to live successfully, is a load of garbage. So, do you... Does it imply that it's okay to be, you know, all stressed out and be annoyed? It's natural, isn't it? It's just something moving through. What's wrong with it? It's, what's wrong with it? It's breaking the harmony. Disharmony happens. And, you know, it breaks up and harmony comes again, around again. And disharmony comes and breaks it up and harmony comes again. And that's life. It's like day and night. So you're saying that this too shall pass, right? Is that what you're saying? Well, the harmony will pass and the disharmony will pass. They both pass. They both pass. But there's a value on harmony and a negative value on disharmony and a value on getting it right and a negative value on doing it wrong and a value on a good purpose and, and a negative value on not having a purpose. And it's like, it's the value system that's the problem not not what you're doing not how you're rearing it how you're feeling how you're finding a sense in the world it's not about that that's kind of too deep into the story this the the framework that you're applying is the problem that there's a right way and there's a wrong way but it started it seems with the existential idea of like what am i doing what am I doing with my life? There's no meaning or sense to it. Fine, great, let there be no sense or meaning. What's wrong with that? Why not have a life that has no sense or meaning? What's wrong with that? I understand that, you know, there's no absolute right or wrong, good or bad. But we have preferences, right? We have preferences. I prefer to drink water than milk, okay. for example. Right? Yeah. But like, this, I think, this might be part of the well, problem, if I can call, call it a problem. I know if problem is only a problem if you see it as a problem, right? So um, let's say I prefer things to happen this way, but not the other way. I am just not able to break out of these uh, preferences. Yes. Okay, so. Yes. Because one is good and one is bad, is it? Or because I like this, but I don't like that, you know? Okay. And that's bothering me. This bothers me. Okay. And, you know, I prefer it to be like this, so. Okay. And does that make you happy if you, you know, go for the water every time? Does it really make you happy? No. <laughs> you see, I thought about that too. Happiness. This is a big word, happiness. It's the, I don't think I'm after happiness. I just want to be more um, 
or less burden, you know, less uh, l lighter, if you may. And it's just heavy. I I don't want to be. Oh, I want to be happy. You know, I want I want to have this happily after. Right? I think I've come to the conclusion that you know it's not possible. Like, it's it's just not. Uh, I guess realistic. Well, it's not realistic or possible the way you're going about it. What <laughs> is the way that I'm going about it? Running preferences. Okay. Running the good bad. Having value on something and, you know, attracting and I want and I don't want. And you, you already know, like, the things that you want, that you have preference for, they actually don't make you happy. They just maybe bring harmony for a while. Mm -hmm. and, but, but the disharmony that comes from trying to control that you get what you want is the problem. It's not about choosing water over milk. It's about the, the idea that, that water is better and I have to control the fact that I don't choose the milk. That I have water because I prefer that. So you're saying that... Um, sorry, I'm just trying to digest. Yeah. So you're saying that I shouldn't... Try to control, or you could try that. <laughs> For example, like how um. the the doing is very active in controlling. It's about not doing and moving into something that's much more organic. So when we say, "How do I stop controlling?" It's like Mm. It, it's about not doing it. It's about not doing it. It's like, how do I stay in bed all day? You don't get up. No, but what do I do to stay in bed all day? You just don't get out in the first place. <laughs> it's like that. How do I stop controlling? It's like, stop controlling. There's no how to it. Don't engage in it. And the moment that you, you're, you're trying to maneuver something or control something or that you're saying, this is better, the child needs to do this now. And it's like, stop, stop, stop. Whatever's happening is fine. And I'm going to respond to whatever's happening without this commentary of it would be better if. That commentary has you in trouble. How it is is actually completely perfect. But you're wearing these. And it would be better if. And it's like, actually, no. It's actually completely perfect. This is the thing that wants you to see right and wrong, good and bad. And the running of preferences is very painful. It's like a candy that makes you sick once you get what you want. It's going to make you sick because you want more. You want more. You try to control more. You just get tighter and tighter. But isn't, isn't a value system a, like a natural thing or a good thing? I mean, shouldn't we have some sense of what is good or bad? Right? Mm, it helps to know when there's a no parking sign and a parking sign and, you know... Really, you know, or if there's information about food or how to live your life, yeah, there's certain things that are you lean towards one and not towards the other. But it's for functioning, it's to enable functioning.
It's just to give you information around the consequences of certain choices. That's what the value system is useful for. And it's like you took the value system really into your core and disconnected from the organic movement of life, which is happening anyway. And now the value system is trying to improve on life, which is exquisitely perfect, just as it is. Do you have any um, tools that can help us actually see what it is is already perfect? Trust. Trust your gut. And, or in, even give yourself a day and say, okay, for a complete day, I'm not going to run rules around how to wear my child. I'm going to just follow my gut. And if my gut doesn't know what to do, I'll just sit and hold my baby and then go, okay, I have no idea what to do now. Let's wait and see what happens. And be all right with it. Be patient with it. That often happens. It's like, I don't know which way it's going to go. I'm just going to have to wait until some, some certainty comes, some movement comes. Sometimes we use common sense. That's another movement. But it's only common sense. It's not a value system in, in the way that you're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Try to find the pace of, of, of life that's being lived naturally. And respond to that. And, and you will be able to respond to it because it'll be natural in you. But right now your head is trying to do it all. And it, it hasn't a clue how to do it. So of course it's giving you a crisis in stress. Of course it is, because it's way in over its head. Do you see? Yeah, but um, I also think that we should have some sort of... Uh, let's say I should have some sort of a, a sense of direction or goal, right? Why? Um, Why? <laughs> because otherwise, it's just going to be chaos. Really? <laughs> There'll or, be chaos. What's wrong with chaos? It's not pleasant. For whom? For the person who has to deal with the chaos. You're wearing a child. That's kind of a big gig. So, let's fast forward 60 years, 70 years. And all you ever did was rear your child. Would that have been good enough? No. Something is telling me, (laughs) no. What would have been good enough? I don't know. Ah. Do you know what mind will do? It will keep pushing out those, mm, the parameters of what's good enough. Just to keep the chaos going. (coughs) Okay, so it's like, once you fix something, there's always something else that you Mm -hmm. need to fix. Or your mind tells you that. Once you fix something, there's always something else to fix. Then you fix that, and then there's something, yes. something else to fix. Yes, yes. Same thing with goals. Keeps moving the goalposts. It will keep doing it. It works. It's just a set of glasses. 
Can you see through that game? You're not sure? <laughs> it requires a willingness, you know? Yeah, it's kind of easier said than done. It's easier said than done. Yeah. Yes, because you, you lose the controller. And then the, the threat of the controller is, well, there'll be chaos and you won't like that. Actually, there won't be chaos at all. There'll be just nature. There'll be just living happening. There'll be no chaos at all. But you've yourself convinced that it'll be chaotic just to keep you stuck in the controller. That might be it. What you're looking for is not something to achieve. What you're looking for is the peace that you already are. That's what you're looking for. Because mind doesn't know what, what it needs to achieve because it, it thinks it's in the world. And it's like, it's not there anyway. And if you achieve something in the world, as you know, it's going to set up something else. You already know that that's the loop. Placing your attention inside and letting life happen, none of that will be active. None of it will be active. And what needs to be achieved will be achieved. And what was just a head game, there's no interest in it. There's a, there's a higher wisdom within you, you know? And your mind is convinced it can do better. Mm. Yeah. I had to digest that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Okay, Ming. Sure. I'll let the sure. next person go. Thank you. Sure. Oh, there's the volume at the back. Can you hear a little bit louder. So, if you're sitting in this chair, just make sure you try to speak louder. I think volume. everyone can hear Jack's voice. I think in the back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, just if we make a conscious effort, we don't have a sound system in this space. So, if we just make a conscious effort, if you're sitting here to try to be able to project a little bit more, that'd be great. Yeah. I'm not sitting down. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm not saying I'm not going to do it. Door is open, <coughs> chair is open. Hi. It's taking me a while to get here. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of thinking. You're doing a lot of thinking. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> I spent a lot of time on my own. I can hardly hear you. Yeah. <laughs> Speak about this way. I spent a lot of time on my own over five weeks, and I really enjoyed that. <clears throat> I touched myself here, mm. and I totally enjoyed that. <clears throat> and when I was doing that, I found there was a part of me that I didn't like. <clears throat> and that part is, it comes from nowhere, <clears throat> and I have this... It was imprinted from my mother, and she wasn't very nice to me. <clears throat> and I learned that from her. 
and when someone comes at me in a place that I don't care for, I lash out. Okay. They get too close uh, to my love, and I don't know how to handle that. I'm not willing to give them or anybody my total love at any point at any time. And I like to pull that plug underneath so that I can love more, be more, do more, and enjoy my life more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is there total unconditional love for yourself? Okay, is there total unconditional love for myself? I'm learning to love myself more. I'm sorry. I'm learning to love myself more um, unconditionally. I love other people unconditionally more than I love myself sometimes. Ah. Okay. Okay. You gotta crack that self-love thing. That's one way around it. So. How do I... Um, Can you love that part of you that you don't like? No, because that's the part of, that was my mother that I don't care for. Okay. And my girlfriend had a channel for me one day, and she said that my mother came through her and wanted to have forgiveness for everything that she had done. And I had worked on that, and I thought, <clears throat> but I had a picture of my mother, and I looked at her in the picture, and I was completely unattached to it. I thought about actually just putting it away in a box and forgetting about it. Yeah. <clears throat> but then the next day, my girlfriend calls me and says, this channel came through, and she wanted this forgiveness, my mother. And I thought I had forgiven her, but there must be something underneath there that I'm still attached to. I just want to know where that juice comes from, Jackie. I want to know how that, how I can let that go. Yeah, because, yeah, because because you've you've got all the pieces, you know. Like the meanness and the, like the meanness that she had for me, and yet it wasn't a meanness, but I took it that it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that part, I like to just pull it, pull it, just to see if I can get over it and. And just move on. Can you kind of retrospectively, uh, yeah, retrospectively allow her to, to be mean? Is it okay that meanness happens in the world? No. I don't care for it. Okay, you don't care for it, but, but it happens. I don't care for dog poop, but it happens. Yeah, shit happens. Do you know? So, so the, whatever, whatever we resist, it persists. So if you're pushing away that experience, no, I don't like it. It's like, okay, the phenomenal me didn't, did, phenomenal me didn't like it, but actually it's just another part of life and it has to be there because the opposite of it is there. Everything and its opposite is there. So if this is a demonstration of the opposite of unconditional love, then it's got to be there to make sense because that's how the world works. It's got to be there. Okay, I get it. All right? Mm -hmm. Now, if it's got to be there, then its function is to allow the experience of it to be had. 
So somebody's got to experience it. Otherwise, it, it's not fully manifested. So there needs to be meanness and meanness felt and suffering from meanness. And the whole package of meanness needs to be there in order for the whole package of unconditional love to be there. It's the world of opposites. And so how do I get rid of the part that it just comes from nowhere? Within you? You mean yeah. it just rises up? Yeah, it just, it just comes and it's like I'm snapping. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like I don't see it coming. You don't see it coming? No, I don't see it coming. Mm. Mm. That's the part that I don't care for because I hurt people with it. Yes. And I don't want to ever hurt a soul. I mean, yes, it's part of life, but... Yeah. That part I don't, I don't like, I like to have um, more kindness. That sort of idea. Okay. So if consciousness or awareness has to have the experience of being mean and it's running it through you, can you be all right with the fact that that's what life is doing through you right now? Is there a lesson? Allowing it. So then if I touch it and taste it, then see it, then... You're not fighting it so much. And if you don't fight it, it'll, it, it's, it unblocks. It unblocks. It'll just... I'll throw it up. Yeah. Mm, mightn't be as, as <laughs> fast as that, but it's a valuable lesson you see because it's wrapped up with your primary care it's it's hot no that's a yeah. hot one yeah. you know mm -hmm. so so whatever it is that you've got to learn in in the layers it's like all right okay i can be an old cow sometimes my mother was an old cow and i'm repeating the very same thing and i hated her for it and i hate myself for it all right okay i'm going to turn it around and break the pattern i'm going to love that part of me who can be an old cow okay oh. i'm just going to love that part even though she spits out, she's, let's, let's love it and see, see what, what's the pain underneath it. What's, what is it? What, what's that tightness? What's that get out, get out, you're getting too close? What is that? What, what is that? What, what's so scary for you? So if you go at it with tenderness, it will open and it won't be so sharp. So loving that part, loving that response, you get to see what, what, what is it? Do, do you see it? I do, I do. I see it. I see it. Ah, ha, ha, ha. I see it. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Um, thank you. I'm really enjoying your talk. Good. Um, well, I, I have about three or four pseudo problems. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I want to kind of get rid of them. Great, great. <laughs> Let's pull out the shotgun. Okay, great. <laughs> yes. So one is um, this. I, I just it, mm, well, it's it's the hardest thing to deal with, and I don't take it as uh, well. It's just I have, it's hard for me to organize my life. I just I, I don't see this. I see it as functional, so the, it, I'm seeing it as practical. But basically. My living in the moment, which totally works for me, the, the functional parts of life are don't work so well. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, I, I mean, my solution is to hire a part-time personal assistant. That, so I'm just looking for somebody. 
Okay. I don't know if there's much more I can do about all that. Okay. Did you learn how to live in the present moment or is it just organic? Is it how you work, how you operate? A combination. I'm really good at it, but I've learned to really get good at it. Okay. Just by deciding it's great. By deciding it's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. With a lot of good ideas. I mean, you know, like... Okay. Sure. Thought about it and yeah. It. But I'm totally into it. Okay. So, so as I've gotten better at that, I haven't become more organized. No, yeah. no big shock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you develop a system, can you maintain it? Are you able to develop systems? And if you do, can you maintain them? Um, <coughs> so somewhat. And I, it, it's just... Um, well, well, to talk in functional language, I have learning disabilities. To okay. use that, that language, so... Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean much to me, except that it makes the functional part of life sometimes hard. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's kind of like I have a reverse life because of, well, you know, you said like get get through the day and then take off your glasses. And I have the opposite because I, I do a lot of teaching therapy. So, so I just feel like I'm doing nothing all day and all this fun stuff happens with people. Yes. Yes. So it's really easy. It's like this holiday all day long. Yes. And then I have to go home and like do the paperwork and the emails and the phone calls and it's sort of like, oh my God, this okay. is work. <laughs> okay, yes, yes, yes. I, I mean, and I know just from talking to others or watching other people work, I I'm, think I'm at about four times as... I'm like at work at a quarter of the speed of colleagues. Okay. So it's just... I, I just see it as that kind of... I mean, I put it first because it's my biggest problem. The rest, I think, will blow up easily. I, I did the hardest one first. I don't know if that was fair. Yeah, not at all. It's <laughs> whatever way it goes is how it is. You know... You know, have you heard of the Aerosmith School that's here in Toronto? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know much about it. Yeah. Um, Barbara Aerosmith-Young, this woman, she, she, um, she was born with learning disabilities. Like, profound learning disabilities. She couldn't read the time. She, she had, she'd have, she used to have to have her nails really, really short because she had no spatial reference. So she'd put her fingers into her eye and she was trying to throw back her hair, this kind of thing. Um, she remembers like slamming yeah, a yeah, drawer. My, my trainer hates me. He, he, he yeah. gets so frustrated how clumsy I am. Okay, yeah. how clumsy you are. But saying, yeah, yeah. Okay, you can fix this. If you want to fix it and repair your brain, you can do it. Hmm. That's what Barbara's school is about. Because hmm. she's found a way to undo learning disabilities. Um, you have to go just on a technical thing. You, you, you do three or four days of, of, of tests to find out where you're not firing neurological mm. pathways. And then you're, you're given specific exercises, which you got to do and are tough, to make you fire neurologically, to, to, make, to wake up the part of your brain that's not functioning <coughs> well. Mm. That might be really interesting to do because it might allow your work... Because... Because people with some kind of a learning disability have excelled in another, way to, another place to compensate. Or it's the opposite, or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. But there's often that... Yeah, I'm flying. Yeah, that's, yeah you see? Most so of the time. You're flying most of the time. And then to allow that to bleed in to the rest of your life. If, if your brain can be rewired, which of course it can. Of course it can. It's plastic, you know? So, Soft plastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's got a plasticity. It can be remoulded and remodeled. Mm. I mean, God, she's in Toronto, you know. Wow. She's in Toronto. And she's got branches in Australia and in the UK. And, but she's in Toronto. Oh, the, so she herself She is. herself is here and her school is here. So it just seems like 
Jeepers. That's what I would do. <laughs> you know, it might be a once-off investment, but gosh, what you could do then with your skills of focusing in the present moment, if that can be applied to answering an email, to do the, 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 the dog work, you know, the hard slog, nitty-gritty pieces that your brain doesn't manage so well. Mm. That would be really interesting, and to see what happens, your perception, when you're firing properly. I like that idea. Yeah, I think that actually would be the wisest route, you know, and, and to see what fullness can come to how you perceive then. Okay. I, 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 what I'm coming to is that I'll go talk to her, and, yeah. and, I'll, look for, and I'll find out a personal assistant. I'll do both. You could do both. Like you could both. do both. I like both. Yeah. I like your idea. Yeah, yeah, because it would be fun, no? It'd be fun to... to, yeah. to, 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 to yeah, to, to have your brain working in a different way, in a way that's able to support how you are at work. Great. Oh. Okay. Sure. So let's see, the second one... Uh-huh. <laughs> so the second one is... is um, well, well, these are sort of like s- side effects of perception, I'd say. But um, So, so there's like, the, like the gift of perception has these interesting little things to deal with. So, so one is... Um, I've become sensitive. Uh, I'll do the easy one first. I, I just get really sad about all, all the stuff that happens in the world and things mm-hmm. that people do that mm-hmm. seem so unnecessary. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a moment where it could be just a smooth transaction yes. of love, but instead somebody's head gets cut off. Yes. And you know what I mean? So I just. Yes. And I, and I notice organizations doing that. And, Yes. Bullying and I think it just all seems so. I mean, I have such a satisfying life because I teach people how to uh, how to live with love and yes, and families how to like <laughs> like each other and all that yes. stuff. So it's communicate. Lovely. So it's it's yeah. all really. So my day to day life is meaningful, and I just get really sad. And uh-huh. I mean, my main solution is I just like cry. And so, can you see then that you're adding to the amount of sorrow that's in the world? Wow. Oh. Because so there's pain in the world, mm-hmm. and then you're feeling sad about the pain, so you're adding more pain. You're adding more sadness. Mm. Instead of tippling it and, and allowing joy to happen, you're contributing to it. Mm. By getting sad about it. By getting sad about it. Can I get happy about it? I just get okay with it. Yeah, get okay with it. So it's it all happens. that stuff that happens. It happens. You're making, you're, for sure, you're, you're tilting the balance towards more sadness in the world if, if, you know, if you're running sadness through you. Well, off we go, there's more sadness in the world. Okay. Not the optimal response. So, if we see that, you know, sadness happens. All right, it happens. Am I moved to do something about it? Can I do something about it? If you can do something about it, fantastic. But if you can't, acknowledging it, and allowing joy to come through you and continue to do what you're doing tilts the balance. So it's about changing your response. Do you see? Because you're not changing anything, you're just adding to it right now. Hmm. Oh, okay. Well, well I, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, isn't it uh, funny? Yeah, well, you, you know, like, like half of it's really easy because like, when I'm able to do something, I'm not sad. So when people are, you know, let's say, in my office and they're just like, banging away at each other and I just kind of like you know make hand waves and get them to do differently try something new so I'm really happy then yes 
I, I guess it's hard when it's just out of my control uh-huh. or out of my influence or option for dialogue. Exactly. But it's so, out of your mind's understanding of control. But if you look at the world as a unit, all of creation as a unit, mm. that moment that you're adding to the sadness, you're tilting it in that direction. So as a unit, it's going towards more sadness when actually you have the option of going the other way. If I feel sad about it? Yeah. Even if it's brief? <laughs> I could cry for a minute? Well, <laughs> well why? Why but, would you? Why? I don't know. I, I feel really good after the fast cries. It's more if I'm like grouchy about the world. <laughs> <laughs> so it's enabling you to release something else? Maybe. Uh, I feel good about... Yeah, like... The, yeah, if you feel good about a fast cry, it's enabling you to release something yourself. I think it is. So then, well, now, there's an advantage for suffering in the world, huh? Maybe something to cry about. <laughs> gives you something to cry gives you something to, It enables Thank a release. Yeah, it yeah. enables a release. Wow. So when you feel powerless locally, shift your perception into global. And you'll find you're having an impact there. Bye. Yeah, by like your response. Every single part of our perception changes something. You know the way quantum physics have completely proven at this point that our perception influences the outcome of something. So it's like, you know, if you globally step back, the impact that your perception has on manifestation is much less. If you say that again, if I... If you step back to a global perspective, there's an allowing of what's there. If you look at something locally... Like, it's awful, it's sad, it's how can anybody... And we've got this whole dialogue that's embedded in separation. And that stirs up more sadness. You see? And, and the perspective shifts. Our perspective is influencing that amount of negativity and increasing it. Increasing it. So even if we can do nothing about it... Yeah, you, you, maybe you can do nothing about it for what we knew 50 years ago. But what we know now, you are doing something about it. The perception of it is changing it. So if you look at the, if you perceive it. So if I'm okay with it, then I'm adding a bit of peace. Of course you are. Of course you are. If you are, if you're okay with it, you're not, yeah, you're not altering and adding. Absolutely. Your perspective is more global Hmm. because it's like, it has to be there. It's okay. It's okay. If I'm stirred to move, to do something about this, it's fine. And if you've got a global perspective, you've already been shifted. You've already been shifted out of manifesting more of it. Okay. I was just thinking of, um, of the, you know, this client who was really trying to make his marriage work, which I thought was really workable. And then he suddenly, kind of at the last hour, is deciding to give up. Yeah. So I went through, when he said it, I just, I, I felt that really sad. Okay. But then I can let go and say, yeah. that's just what he's doing. That's right. That's what he's doing. And, and to honor his choice. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Honor his choice. Just, just come a little bit more. Because it's your own expectation, huh? That makes, that gives rise to the sadness. So you're yeah. already in there, you know? You're in there. Just if I come back. step back and then if he continues on this path, that's fine. And if he yes. shifts back to wanting my help on something, then yes. I can help Of out. course. Of course. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's just about being available, you know? Pardon me? It's just about being available. Oh, yeah. And if something, you know, is, is benefits from you, great. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's like, hey, you know, that's participation. That's enough participation. 
available. You know, just being available. I'm available to help manifest miracles. All right. People want to. Just be available. Just be available. And that, and that whatever is cool. Yeah, just being available. Okay. Yeah. I'm available. Yeah. For miracles and love. <laughs> <laughs> but you have been available to create more sadness in the world. Uh, Can you see? Yeah. You see? And it's fine. It's that happens too until we see what we're doing. You know, uh, okay. it's like oh gosh, actually, come back here. You know, okay. step back. Okay. Well, I'll tell you my two others. They'll probably yes. cost. Yes. Yes. Oh, I like that. <laughs> so the third is. Um, since I've, I, I've really gotten good at telling the difference between thinking and being, mm. you know, discursive, mm. rambling thoughts and, and letting go of them all and just perceiving and no, noticing, perceiving, what yeah. you call perceiving. Um, it, it's made life really easy and I, it's easy not to, to get mad at people very often yes. and all that stuff. Yes. And, and to be kind in a real way. So, yes. so it's been great. So, so the, the tough part is I become sensitive to other people thinking. So, mm. so like a friend will be visiting, and I'll, I'll be in another room, and I, I'd say, hey, "Do you want to let go of that thought? I'm getting a little bit of a headache." <laughs> okay. So, so I, I pick up other people's mm. stuff, kind of. Mm. Or, or it could be that I, it's like it's like somebody was mad at me. Two people were mad at me. And I was mm. in California, and they were in mm. Toronto, and, and the person who was supposed to be really mad at me, I, when I thought of him. I got a slight thing, and the other person who was supposed to be neutral, so, oh my god! So mm. I called up the one who was really mad to kind of calm her down. Yeah. But, but, but it was kind of like, oh my god! Yes. I, like I, I don't, I, I can't say I enjoy having these. Like, it's in, it's in the back of my left eye. It's kind of this. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Heaviness, creepiness. Crawliness. So is it is it the physical sensation you don't like, or is it that people mightn't like you sometimes, or might be angry at you that you don't like? Or do you which one is really the bothersome one? Oh well, well I was more on the physical sensation part. But, yeah, yeah, I mean the, the, the other one is true, but that was going to be my point number four. But okay, but, uh, let's throw them both together then. <laughs> oh well, they're, they're happening in very different ways. All right, okay. So the, right. I think it's easier to keep it a little. All right, okay, oh, sure, okay, you know. Yeah. Okay. So this is more where like it's not a big deal except well I mean sometimes the person's mad at me or sometimes they're just mad at themselves or thinking about whatever but it's just like it's like well I don't okay can I like stop having this thing or or, or do I just enjoy it it's like wow here I am amazingly perceptive but one way or the other I, I can't say it's pleasant it's not pleasant okay okay so if if I recommend a way for you to get rid of it what we're doing is is going to get the controller make the controller stronger um if there is an okayness that. with it if it's like okay there's a heightened perception and you know people can think what they like it's i don't need them to think a certain way in order for my body to get better it's like i don't need them to be in their bodies they can be in their heads they can and i just i just happen to experience this you do. You happen to experience. If I'm it's lucky like, enough to be with a friend who wants to let go of thoughts, I can say, "Oh, yeah, hey, I think you're having thought." They say, "Thank you," and they let it go. But exactly. otherwise, I just bear it a little. Yeah, it's like okay, this is being perceived. If you make it a big deal inside, it's going to get bigger. Hmm. But it's like okay, this is being perceived. I register it. All right, let it go. Let it go. And just, it's it. It would be wiser for your own spiritual development. To just, yeah, register it. Okay, not interested. Not interested. If it's something outside of you, you know, if it's up to you. To, but 
But to actually control that pain, to do something about it, hmm, hmm. We'll be making the controller stronger and we'll be making judgment stronger and we'll be adding to desire and I'm not going there. So... Well, it is a gift. I, I give slightly haywire, but... Gone slightly haywire, but that's not the end of the Sure, world. that's just a sensitivity. Uh, actually, what I got as you're saying is that I could very... I could decide to put my attention elsewhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah, great. Yeah, just register it and that's it. Drop the desire to change it. And if it's there a little longer than I want, well, tough luck. Well, yeah. Drop the desire for it to go. Okay. I like that. Okay, so the fourth thing is, that it, this is relatively real. It's yeah. sort of functional again, but but I've run into, by, by being a little too publicly free and, and verbal at, at certain times, or, or whatever, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I, I have certain people who are like technically enemies. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're sort of like on my case and like give me a rough time. Sure. And, you, you know, like I, sure. I have to face. Um, yeah, well, I wouldn't say. Well, well, modern firing squads and stuff like that. Sure. But it's. um. Sure. I, I, I think I'm handling it well because I basically yeah. don't hate anybody. Okay. And, I, and when I actually sit in a room with them, if I have to, I kind of find love. And okay. I enjoy Okay. The furniture of his yeah, nice yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed that they usually wear nice outfits. So you know. <laughs> yes. Okay. I, I think I'm working it out okay. I, yeah. I kind of see it as it is. I'm trying yeah. To pay do attention. you see it as it is? Uh, yeah, just a bunch of people doing something or other. Yeah. And are there people that you don't like? Um. No. Nobody at all in the world. Pardon me. Nobody at all in the world that you don't like. Not for. Not, not longer than I realized I was not liking them. I let it go fast. I okay, think. so even the I ones that are in the first example who create all the suffering and do unfair things and... No, no, not too much. I feel sad. Okay. At worst. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much at this point. Right. I, actually, I decided like about 15 years ago to... I, I had a goal. I just set an intention to love Hitler. Okay. That really helped. Yeah, that really helped, yeah. Yeah, because I was like, I, yeah. you know, I kind of... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. a lot of yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. Including the ones in my personal life. Okay. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> okay. So, so to me, it's more pragmatic, like ducking at the right moment, like paying attention. Yeah, you know, there, there's always, like, like if that. you're anywhere in the public eye, there's people who are going to think you're great, and there's going to be people that think that you're a waste of space. It's, it's just the territory. Oh, yeah, I don't take it personally. It's just the territory. It's like, it's going to be there. Just comes with the deal, you know. And giving people permission to—that's like a technique for your mind to give people permission to hate you, and to send you bad vibes, and to lie about you. And you know, they're entitled to their perspective. You know, it's just a viewpoint. It's just an opinion. Yeah. No, I think I think I'm there yeah. in the sense that I don't. Yeah. I don't take it personally. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's the thing. Only the ego takes it personally. And it's like, yeah, that's allowed see, to be there. I sort of see it as a job to navigate. Okay. Sure. Sure. That's it's a like, good way to it's like, yeah, find your like way. I do it. want to swim. And if there's sharks around, I, yeah. I know how to turn. Yeah, there'll be sharks. And you'll get bitten and you'll get wiser. And, and that's just life. It's just part of maneuvering, you know? Maneuvering? Yeah. Okay, I'm maneuvering. Yeah, yeah you're just maneuvering. It's fine. It's it's always going to be there, you know. It's okay. Just life. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. like that. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Sure. You're welcome. Thank you. I enjoyed. I enjoyed our conversation. Okay. I learned a lot. <laughs>
Good, good, good. <laughs> Where are we going now? plan this. Um, it's always better, really. To not plan it. Yeah, of course. But the mind has been thinking about it for the last 10-15 minutes since people <laughs> came up here, right? So okay. a certain amount of thinking there. But um, okay. yeah, I've learned in the last 10 years or so to try very much to live in the moment. Yeah, that does bring a lot of peace. But that doesn't mean that I don't plan things for tomorrow, which is yeah. what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Anyway, um, you know, and I read a lot of stuff about, you know, the labels that we put on people. Mm. And yet, for me, to be connected to anybody, I have to have the story that comes with them. Right. You know, I, you know I, like with you tonight, your story is you're the spiritual teacher. The next person could be, I meet you with your dog. Or when I'm talking to you, you know, it's where you come from. No, I don't yes. know. This is probably something... That might be, there's a lot of stuff that's inbreded, you know, from your upbringing. Yeah. And I think that's normal. Yeah. Yes and no. If, if, it's, if it's just, if, it, if the story helps you to navigate. Okay. Then it served its purpose. Okay. Now, when we run amok with the story, and I like this and I don't like that, <laughs> and that's, and off yeah. we go. If we bring it into the thinking aspect of mind. Okay. Then we're, we're, we're doing something else with it. Correct. Because after I make up the story, the mind will say, okay, I don't want to know that person. Yes. It became yes. the mock with the story. Then, then it turns into mock. Okay. Yeah. So how do you stop that? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. A little bit of, of one of the techniques that the last gentleman said, that he's, he's separated the thinking mind and what I call the working mind, the practical mind. So, so <coughs> I borrowed this technique, the thinking mind and the working mind from an, an Indian sage, oh, right? Okay. Who's passed away. And, and it's very useful. And now science has actually found the parts in the brain that do the thinking mind and the working mind. Oh, okay. Ha, interestingly enough. So the working mind plans and organizes and, you know, mm -hmm. recognizes mm -hmm. faces and names mm -hmm. and or forgets them or mm -hmm. it's task oriented. Mm -hmm. And so the working mind needs to have a story to know what you're doing on the Friday night and where, if you're going to plan to go or not. And if you think Jack O'Keefe is worth coming to listen to or not. And, and the working mind has to do all of that. Mm -hmm. The thinking mind. Hmm. I wonder now. And I wonder. And let's turn on the gossip line and let's chit chat about this and let's get into judgment and let's go labeling and let's that's the thinking mind okay we can function totally fine without the thinking mind right completely fine without it mm -hmm. planning happens as part of the functioning mind because that's a task gotcha right now what we've discovered is that the default mode network which is a central part of our brain D dmn default mode network and with enlightenment it switches off okay your thinking mind goes because the thinking mind is where you refer everything to yourself. So if you're gossip gossiping about somebody else, it's got to do with your own story. And if it matches to what you perceive is right and wrong and good and bad. Right. So it's always 
in reference to ourself. So the personal I gets switched off. And so what would be the point in in kind of having that chit-chatty, gossipy thing going on in our head if it's not in some way making us feel a bit better? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. You see? The ego is in there somewhere invested. It's invested somewhere Mm -hmm. in there, Mm -hmm. in the thinking mind. Mm -hmm. And so when it gets switched off, well, there is no personal I anyway. What would you want those stories for? It's like like garbage. Not interested. Too much head wrecking. Not interested. Yeah. So the DMR gets switched off and the task-oriented parts of your brain are still there, still active. So you're on the right track. So the thing is to, is to see if you can decide, is, that's my thinking mind. That's the thinking aspect of my mind. Gotcha. So you can recognize when your default mode network, the mm-hmm. self-referencing point, is mm-hmm. active. Right? And shut it off. And shut it off. Pay no, it's, I'm not going there. Yeah. Not, it's garbage. You have yeah. nothing to offer me. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And it's literally a byproduct of the ego, of the yeah. sense of the separation. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Another thing. One more thing. Yeah. See, I have something to talk about. No. <laughs> You're Irish, of course you have. <laughs> it's great to hear the accent. Sometimes other people get on my nerves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the thinking mind again, right? Yes. It is. And sometimes that person doesn't get on my mind. Yes. And now I'm beginning to, I think I begin to understand that there's something wrong with me. I'm either overtired or I'm, yes. I'm, I'm afraid or I don't want to be, there's something yes. not right. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's not really them that's a fault. It's, it's not a fault. It's just... It's not really, yeah, now I know. Yeah, it's a reflection on yourself. Yeah. yeah, and if the holistic package makes sense to you, an organ that's out of balance can make you be totally frustrated absolutely. with three people in a day. Totally yeah. frustrated, over-the-top frustrated. Heading because your stomach or... Absolutely. Yeah. Because, because your liver isn't happy because it had too many deep-fried stuff in the last week or something. Okay. Like, it's bizarre how interconnected yeah. the brain yeah. is with the body, with yeah. well-being. It's yeah. fantastic. We're only... We're, we're not even touching the surface yeah. of it. The intelligence that's in the body that informs our thing. thinking, yeah. Yeah. it's extraordinary. Yeah. It's extraordinary. So we can do all this work on our perception, but this is why, you know, eating healthily comes in. Yeah, okay. It time. helps. It does help. To be healthy, it helps to manage your thoughts. Mm-hmm. It does. True. It does. So, you know, there are some people who like, they actually register, oh my God, my total moods have completely got to do with what I put into my body in terms of food and drink. Completely it impacts my perspective on the world and how yes. I see other people. So you've got to find what is it that throws you out of balance there. Eating too much sweet stuff and eating too much food, period. It makes me heavy. Makes you heavy, ha. Yeah. Yeah. I keep doing it sometimes, though. Yeah. And so to go into that density, yeah. it's going to activate the yeah. ego. It's going to activate the thinking mind yeah. when you're dense like that. Yeah. It's great that you found the connection. Yeah. yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. Guess, yeah. Okay, yeah. thanks. Yeah, sure. So anytime we're... Yeah, isn't it? It's, we're, 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 we're exquisitely simple and hugely yeah. complex. Yes. You know? Yeah. Because we're so slow at really finding out how we yeah. work as a, as, a, as a species, you know? Yeah. We're so... Yeah. Slow. Well, you know. It's almost like, you know, 
Sometimes I was just talking with someone, you know, back in the past when I had emotional stuff or whatever. Yeah. And the person said to me, name that feeling, right? Yeah. I said, what? You know? Yeah. Name what, you know? Yeah. Are you feeling sad? Are you feeling... Yes. Like, I don't know, you know? Yes. Today I know. Yes. And that's when more or less know. Or yeah. If I don't know, then I know after the fact. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Which exactly. is, yeah, freedom. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, so everybody is a mirror. For you to yeah, find out something yeah. about yourself, yeah. something else you can just dissolve, yeah. you know, because you're already out with your glasses on. If you're, if somebody's getting on your nerves, you've got your glasses on already. Yeah. It's like, hold on now, hold on now. Yeah. Mm. The, these are, these are me in other bodies. Yeah. That, that's it. That's what I am manifesting as a, I'm another man, another woman. It's I'm like, what's kidding. the big deal? How am I yeah. going to, what am I doing fighting with myself here? Yeah. It's like me scolding my arm. It's like, you know, giving out to my hand, hitting my hand. It's like, that's stupid. It's can- just... Yeah. Keep doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Okay, thanks. Okay, sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. How are we going for time? I've, I've um, lost my watch. 9.15. thank you. Okay. Hi, I'm Colin. Hi, Colin. Hi. Hi. Uh, it's a chicken or the egg thing. Okay. Um, you had mentioned before that uh, we don't really have a choice. Yeah. Is that, is that what you said? And you've said that, I think. In, and I could say website. the opposite as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. And uh, I know there was a study, I believe, in Germany where there were some scientists that uh-huh. believed that, or they found out that uh, the, the apparent conscious decision happens about 15 seconds yep. before. Yep. Is that right? Yep. Okay. So Why that's not? more unconscious? Is, no, is it's, that... it's that we think we have a choice. We really do think we have a choice. But the more you do this work, the more you see that you don't have a choice at all. That the idea of having a choice is a bit of a lie. We really think I can choose whether or not to fill my glass again. It really, really does look like this. But actually, it's already decided. I, my brain doesn't know if I'm going to fill that glass of water again. I actually have no clue. But, but some part of me knows exactly what it's going to do. Fill it or not. Is that part of the brain? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I guess, I guess some part of the brain has already made the decision. And the part that is my, in my conscious mind is playing around with, well, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And something back there has said, you're going to do it in 12 minutes, girl. All right, we'll wait on. We'll wait on. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> yeah. you see? So we have layers of what we're actually... Because, you know, the way we use such a tiny percentage of our brain, and this is part of the example, is that the decision-making capability is not where we think it is at all. We play around with being able to make a decision, but it's made someplace else. Because I, I think you've... Encur- yeah, I guess you kind of encouraged us to... Like when you're seeing the glass, yeah. to take them up. That almost seems like an attempt to choose. Yes, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because it feels like you've got choice... Until you know you haven't. Do you know? So, so, if it feels like you can choose, be sure and choose the higher ground. Choose what will make you freer. After a while, you get to see, I had no option there. I thought I was choosing, but I actually had no option because I was so done with the other path, I had to take that path. You kind of see retrospectively. I had to make that choice. You know, that was the best choice at the time. Even if you like, you know, I, 
traded in my good car, a car that was really reliable but really shabby, and I bought a heap of junk. You know, and it's like, why did I do that? And it's like, actually, I had no choice at the time because my eyes were bigger and I just wanted that car. I wanted that model. And I had no choice but to follow the desire. Even when you think you could choose to trade in that car for the better one, you had no choice because desire was the thing that had already made the decision. So it's desire making that choice prior to yeah. the awareness of it? Very often. It's usually desire. And we don't even know that we have desire. It's either desire or some kind of conditioning. You know, something that's saying that this is, this is the better one. So it's influencing something and it's already influenced it back to where the decision is made. But we bring these components to the front of our head and we imagine that we're making a choice. So, so when, when, when free will falls apart, what you see is that, oh my God, given all of the things that were playing in that moment, there was only one option. There was only one option. It was only going to go one way, given every single thing. But we imagine it's as simple as this. But there are so many influences, so many influences coming in, like the food that you eat, you know, everything, all these influences that are, inf that are uh, compounding us to choose in a particular direction. But our silly little brains don't have the capacity to be aware of all these things. So we think we're choosing. It's just that there's all these other factors in there that are helping to make the decision. And when they've all processed, we then choose. But we think we're freely choosing. It's mad, you know. So there is a... When we make a decision, or... Okay, yeah. uh, you were saying earlier, the working mind and the, the thinking, thinking mind. mind. Uh -huh. So is the working mind um, like an extension of being awake? Being awake, like in the morning, or being spiritually awake? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, uh, spiritually awake, like, like uh, uninfluenced by desire. Yes, uninfluenced by desire. Okay, so that the working mind is sort of a healthy functioning of yes of that. Yes, okay, like an extension. Yes, is, we okay. could say that. We could say that the working mind will 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 clearly know which one. It and it, if it's just the working mind, there is no option. It's just going to happen when it's going to happen. Yeah. And, and even if mine says, okay, I'm thirsty, I'm going to have this, you can see that actually <clears throat> mind is playing retrospectively. It's trying to understand the action that's already been put in place. Because the sequence, it's like it slows down. It slows down and you see the building blocks that arise to a decision being made. So you see the components, so you're not fooled by any of it, so you know that you didn't have any choice there at all. Drawing a blank. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Blanks are good. <laughs> that happens. Sometimes good. there's a blank and then... Yeah. Blanks are great. And then, then there's a decision. Sometimes yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's brain damage or... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's fine. Blank is good. Yeah. Blank is fine. Yeah. Be comfortable with blank. I often get blanks. Even in the middle of satsang, it's like complete blank. And it's like... Might crank up again and I might not. There might be some sense of the next sentence and nothing and I really don't give a hoot. Do you know? So blanks are fine. They okay. happen here a lot. A lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just me. <laughs> okay, thank you. Sure, sure. Can I ask one? just follow that? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yes. Uh, I yeah. just wanted Hand to up. share something that this brought up is uh, <clears throat> a Brian Ferry of Roxy Music. Uh. In one of the songs, he said, uh, 
Too much thinking's got me down again. So be cool to the thrill of it all. Haha. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like the position of. Would you like to come? The position of, uh, you know, something doesn't mind. It's not an I don't care, it's an I don't mind. Something doesn't mind. What you are doesn't mind. It just doesn't mind, you know? It's not pushing or attracting or it's just. It's just okay with all of it, you know? You know? And it allows the personality to want tea over coffee. And it allows that. That's fine too. That's just the functioning, you know? Hi. Hi. So, um, yeah, I'm just following that fellow's uh, uh, thought. Um, so, it seems like I have a new religion that I call non-duality. Okay. And it's got beliefs. Mm. And one of these beliefs is that we don't have a choice. Okay. There's another belief, for instance, that there's <clears throat> um, there's no cause and effect. That, yeah. that is also a myth. Yeah. Yeah, so I just wonder, what's the value of believing these things? Like Don't believe them at all. But you, you just, mm. somehow that came through, that there is no choice. Yeah. Why do you tell us that? What, yeah. what is it to us? Yeah, very good point. Because if it goes, oh my God, there is no choice. It's for that. It's, 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 it's to remind you of what you already know. But if your mind isn't... If your mind is still active, it's going to grab it as a concept. Because that's all it does. And it's going to make a story out of it. Because that's all the mind can do with any piece of information. But... In, in saying how the matrix works, it, there's just a slim chance that something might... Oh, bloody hell. I don't have a choice. Or it just might be seen to be so. And that isn't a concept. That's a, like a... Whoa. It's like, you know, you know one of those... Oh, my God, so-and-so has been... Yeah, that's knowing. Yeah, the knowing. Yeah. And it's hoping the that turns knowing. the knowing, and it's just it's just hopefully you know. So it's perhaps um, I might recognize it. Yes. If I see it. Yes. If something happens and I. Yes. Like you said, I see the building blocks. And, yes. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yes. Okay. Resonating with the part of you that knows, you know, allowing that to resonate. And I suppose that's the part of, like, let the words come to you, don't grasp them. Because when we grasp them, we take them as concepts. It's more story. But when something kind of comes to you, when you're in that passive way, there's more of a likelihood that mind is just not grasping, in its grasping mode, but that something can remember, almost. No. It's like, ha, huh, that's dead obvious. How come I didn't see that before? It's, that's what... That's really what we're doing here. Okay. Yeah, sure. Is it nine thirty? How are we doing for time? Um, Six more minutes. Okay. <laughs> Another person.
challenge uh, trying to wrap my mind maybe I should rephrase that mm-hmm. no, um, just trying to uh, really get grasp the concept of uh, just surrendering and just feeling okay being okay with what is yeah and um, letting go of the the need letting go of the the belief that I have to do this, I have to do this. If I don't do this, this will happen for every action. There's a consequence. For okay. every non-action, there's a consequence. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, someone used to really drill into me, you know, if you're going to get shit, you should get shit for something you did rather than something you didn't do. Right. Pardon my French. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And my, my feeling is, is that if I surrender and just let things go, then that whole concept of losing control is that, okay, that means uh, I need to let go of this belief that I need to make money, I need to pay my bills, because if I don't, this will happen. If I don't, this will happen. And for me, it's, it, it's, it's either the cup is half full or cup, cup is half empty. Okay. There's no in-between mm. that, I can, that I can enjoy. Um, that there's there, there's there's a fear that if I if I let go of these things, I'm going to suffer the consequences for it. Okay. And my feeling is is that we let go, we end up re, um, relying on other people that don't let go to fly the plane, to drive the bus, okay, to drive the taxi, to uh, do everything that we need to survive. Okay. We, I think there needs to be some people who have to keep functioning for those of us who are going to let go and just sort of take a, take a free ride. Okay, okay, okay. It might, surrender for you mightn't be about stopping all of it, but about doing it with a different, bringing a different energy to what you do. It's like, it, it's, it's like, when you're doing something or not doing something, okay, it's all tied into cause and effect and, and, and mm-hmm. there's a knock-on. There's a knock-on, so be careful what you're doing and what you're not doing. Mm-hmm. If we could pull away that extra layer of responsibility around what you do, the doing can still happen, but it comes from a lighter place. And it's, not, it's, it's like, you know, the consequences... Heck, you don't need... Like, they take care of themselves. Do the best you can. But, but in your head, the consequences are serious things. Mm-hmm. So it's keeping you contracted. Mm-hmm. So it's not about n- not doing. It, your day can continue just the same. But it's about running the ideas of the consequences. If you could nip off that part of it, it would get looser. Okay. Do you think you can cut off that part of it? Give it a try. Yeah. Are you very detailed? Pardon? Are you very detailed? To a fault sometimes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, do you have fun in your life? What do you do for fun? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because there's something. 
it's gotten serious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and there's loads of ways we can balance it and you can still function perfectly in the world. There's loads of ways of addressing this. Your prescription is to have fun. <laughs> Whether it's buying a skateboard or somebody knows this guy. <laughs> no, I think that's good for all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if it's whatever it is, go into a toy store and start there and mm-hmm. see if it's a motorized airplane. What rocks your boat? <laughs> Do you know? Like, yeah, like fun, 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 light. Karaoke. <laughs> Innocent fun, giggly, light fun. It's like introduce that into your system. So that there's action that's happened that has no consequence. My problem is, is that once I start, I don't know when to stop. Then. You don't know when to stop. So if I'm, I'm afraid if I have the fun, I yeah. don't want to keep having the fun. Okay. It's like, uh, Danny, time for supper. Stop playing, get in here. Okay. Oh, I don't want to. I want to keep playing. Yes. So there's that fear that I don't want to go there because I'm afraid that yes. I won't know when to stop. Okay. Control myself and then there's that consequence. Okay. Okay, so is there like a reg, are you self-employed or is there a job you have to go to or oh, yeah. is there, there's a job you have to go to? Yeah. That'll dictate it. That'll put boundaries around your fun time. Because it, 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 your, your, your belief in going to work and, and doing the best you can is way too strong. You'll go to work. Yeah. You'll go to work. You might yeah. forget your lunch if you're on a Saturday, yeah. if you're out playing with your aeroplane, but you'll go to work on okay. Monday morning. You will. Yeah. You okay. will, because that part is it's too ingrained. I can see it in you, you know? Thank you. So when you're thinking, don't, don't work out all the consequences. If I did it this way, there's this consequence. If I did it this way, there's this consequence. Just, just, like, just try and soften the consequences. Get rid just, of the guilt. Just get rid of the guilt, exactly, and the consequences. Like, you know what? The consequences are going to be the responsibility of the universe. I'm doing this. End of story. So if you train yourself not to run down those rabbit holes. And the second thing is have fun every day. Every day. Have some bit of fun and really splurge on your time off. Okay. Have loads of light, easy fun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Sure. Sure. Yeah? I, I just wanted to let you know that I have a fun quotient, and every day there's a fun quotient. And if you don't have that fun quotient in that day, your fun quotient is gone. And there might be grief for hard things in that day, but once that day's passed, you can never get that fun coaching back. So I'm trying to have a little bit of fun every day. You table, table it in every day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that. It's a fantastic recipe for balancing the mind. If your mind has got into a serious groove, it's a symptom of not having enough fun. It really is. Fun is just fantastic. It's like it should be in every prescription, everywhere. Okay. Go have fun. Go have fun, is right. <laughs> and kiddie fun, like play, you know? It doesn't have to be in the adult way, like play. So we're here tomorrow at... 10.30. 10.30 till 5? Yeah. Okay, and we take organic breaks during the day and stuff. And so come when you can and hope to see you and let's... let's whatever. Do whatever happens. Huh? Thank you. Thank you for your time.